0: A man loses more than his luggage at the airport, a painting worth $340,000. The story, coming right up. Hey, hey, hey! I wanna my life away Dance like i what they say
1: The Daily Detour
0: Hey, it's Dan Roberts. Welcome to The Daily Detour. Thank you to Quickie for that theme song, Libbit Wolf, by announcer our announcer, you and I, and we'll get started with that story. Uh, this is a guy who who left his painting behind, a painting worth $340,000. He had it kind of uh, wrapped up in cardboard, so it just looked like junk to most people, probably, like what could be sitting in that beat-up cardboard? Nothing of value, certainly. And I guess he must have convinced himself of the same thing, because when he boarded his flight, uh, he left the painting behind at the airport. So bye-bye painting, right? I don't know if you've ever lost anything at the airport. I mean, they commonly, uh, famously lose your luggage somewhere between, you know, New York and Los Angeles or wherever you're going. You're always kind of worried, aren't you, that when you get to Hawaii for your big vacation, you'll have nothing to wear because your luggage did not arrive? Thankfully, most of us haven't had to go through that. And certainly, uh, you and I have never lost $340,000 worth of oils on canvas. But a businessman did. Uh, don't know his name because there is a happy ending to the story. And I'm sure he doesn't want to get robbed as the next chapter in the story. But the work is by a French surrealist painter named Yves Tanguy. And as soon as the uh, businessman realized he'd left it behind, you know, he contacted the airport. And they're thinking, oh, it's uh, probably headed to the recycle bin. And so an inspector uh, did some dumpster diving. It was shredded into several strips, but they were able to scotch tape it together before sending it back to its uh, owner. No, no, that'd be horrifying. Uh, It was all fine and good. The guy's very lucky. And a spokesman for the police who were looking into it said that it was definitely one of their happiest stories of the year. That's crazy, though. I don't know how you forget your three hundred forty thousand dollar purchase. I guess you just get distracted. I mean, uh, on a smaller level, I suppose it's like leaving your phone or your iPad somewhere, which, you know, has certainly happened to people. I did uh, call the airport once because I had lost something of sentimental value. My wife and I had been to the Grand Canyon. We flew to Vegas, and then we took a drive to the Grand Canyon because I'd never seen it in person. I don't think either one of us had seen it in person. And, of course, we used to buy these souvenir magnets, just kind of a nice cheap way of remembering where we've been. And when I got home, uh, no magnet. I thought for sure, oh my gosh, I, I, I remember looking at it on the plane. It must have fallen between the seats or something. So I called the airport, frantic. And you know, you feel stupid because it's just a magnet, but you want it. It's got sentimental value. And they said they'd call me if it ever turned up. And it did turn up. Uh, it turned up at my house. It was <laughs> it was tucked into my suitcase. And bless their hearts, by the way, for taking me seriously at all. You know, I really want my $4 magnet it's important to me anyway that magnet i'm pleased to say yes i found it in the luggage uh, like in the outside pocket of the luggage where i never put anything and it is now adorning the, uh, the refrigerator no you know it is not on the refrigerator i don't know where it is but you know what i do know that it's in the house it's here somewhere and it's very important to me as you can tell So in the spirit of uh, winter, I think we're into winter now, and uh, certainly the holidays are underway. It's Christmas week. And so my friend John is back today with another story, another tale, of what seemed to be a good idea at the time. Seemed like a good idea at the time. And today he tells us about a dangerous sledding accident. It's man versus nature on a sled. But before we get there, entertainment news, and right now, headline news... Dozens of West Point cadets have been accused of cheating on a math exam. Now, West Point, the famous military academy that prides itself on honor, among other things. And a U.S. Military Academy spokesman, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Uphart, said that 73 cadets have been accused and 55 have admitted to cheating on their May exam, a math exam. And they got caught because how, how do you get caught when you cheat, if you ever cheated? Or you ever saw your friends cheat or, or, you know, fellow students cheat in a classroom. How do they catch you? Because you all make the same mistakes. It's not about the questions you got right. It's the questions you got wrong. Why did everybody miss this problem? They all got 99%. is It's the one question they missed. It's the same across the board. So that's how they caught them. And I don't know that anybody's being kicked out of the academy, but they are being enrolled in a six-month rehabilitation program that includes talking to a mentor about the offense. They will remain on probation for the rest of their time at the academy after this uh, math offense. I'm not even sure why you have to cheat at math these days. Don't they get to use calculators and things that I never got to use in my day? That was considered cheating then. Now it's just a tool. You're a tool. President-elect Joe Biden got the COVID vaccine yesterday live on television. It was riveting. Interrupted by soap operas. Remember when you were a kid? And the news would interrupt programming. It didn't matter how serious it was or wasn't. It just all you knew was, oh my gosh, how long is this going to go on? I was in the middle of that. There was no on-demand back then. Unless you were a kid like six months ago, in which case doesn't apply to you. But for us older folks, that's the way it was. You missed a show, you might have to wait months before they reran it. And if you missed it the second time around, you were screwed until it went into syndication, which was years later. So I suppose you've heard there's a new strain of the coronavirus, and this time it's not from China, it's from Britain. That's right, it's another British invasion. We're gonna get you. And I guess it's, it's more easily transmittable, which is not to say that it's any better or worse, just that it spreads faster. I have no idea about the symptoms yet. But you know, no one's calling it the Collie Wobbles. Oh, you got yourself a case of the Collie Wobbles from Britain. Got that British flu, the Collie Wobbles. No, they're just calling it the coronavirus this time around. I wonder why. Anyway, I didn't just bring it up to give uh, certain people crap. I wanted to mention that Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, the United States of America's top infectious disease expert, said that we should keep an eye on this new strain of the virus, but don't overreact. Meaning don't cancel those flights from the United Kingdom just yet. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Hey, Dr. Fauci, what a surprise. No, no, ouchie. That's right, ouchie. But but you are a doctor, right? That's what it says on this piece of paper right here. Yeah, That doesn't look legal to me. Is that, is that crayon? That, I'll have you know that's my diploma from Crayola College. Is your name even Ouchie? I go by the name Ouchie, yes. Right, but is that your real name? Well, it's been my name ever since I took a vacation to Nigeria. Are you, are you telling me that you bought a stolen identity? Oh, I didn't buy it. They were handing them out like candy. All right. Well, do you have any advice on uh, fighting this this new strain of COVID? You could try doubling up on your masks. They've got some really fun ones out there. Such as? Maybe one with that kid from Home Alone, you know, where he slaps his face. Oh, do you recommend a Home Alone mask? Is that, is there, is that a stronger protection for, for a person? No, I just like that movie. Oh, you like the movie. Yeah, it's funny when Joe Pesci, you know, the wet bandits and they get they get a paint bucket in the balls. Yeah, there's there's some of that. And that's what we want to do to this coronavirus. Give it a big bucket of the vaccine right in the balls. All right. One more story. Am I done? Yeah, you're not needed anymore. Thank you, uh, Dr. Ouchie. No problem, Conan. Dan, I wish I had Conan's money. I wish you had a sense of humor. Right. Thanks for stopping by. All right, well, astronomers and, you know, normal folks like you and I watching the skies this week, because they say on a clear night you can see Jupiter and Saturn with your naked eye this week as they pass by each other. They call it the planetary conjunction. And some say that the moment has not just historical significance, but biblical. If I may, I'll explain in a song. Okay. Planet conjunction, what's your function? Jupiter
1: and Saturn will align in the sky. Planet conjunction, what's
0: your function? On a Christmas long ago to guide three men who were wise. That's right. What we refer to today as the Christmas star that guided the three wise men to baby Jesus was actually a planetary conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Planet conjunction, what's your function? I guess we'll go with that until these two worlds collide. Hey, Hey, you're getting too close! Ah! So that happened. Oh, takes these backsies and if that wasn't train wreck enough for you again we do have a sledding accident uh, just after entertainment news I live in world. a new space race has begun tom cruise is headed to space for a movie that's legit actually going to film a movie in outer space because he'll do anything maybe that's why he's been uh, uptight this week I'd be uptight. I'd be very anxious if I knew I was being shot into space soon. But anyway, Russia is threatening to beat Tom to the punch. That's right. Russia wants to send a female actress up to space. She must weigh between 50 and 70 kilograms and have a chest girth. Must have a chest girth of up to 112 centimeters. I don't know what that means. Is that for health reasons? Is that for science or is that a big bust? Well, they know what sells, don't they? Additionally, she must be able to run one kilometer in three and a half minutes or less, swim 800 meters freestyle in 20 minutes, and dive from a three meter springboard with an impressive technique. I got to feel there's someone that has all those things on their resume ready to go right now. Although, you know what's weird? It doesn't say anything about the ability to act. Is that, is acting important? Acting ability? Well, it's your movie, guys. Anyway, isn't that weird? Who, who thought that the next space race would be who could shoot a movie up there first? John Mulaney making the news this week. He has checked into rehab for 60 days for alcohol and, surprisingly, cocaine addiction. I love John Mulaney. Very funny guy. Former Saturday Night Live writer. Has hosted several times, several of the most highest rated episodes in recent years of Saturday Night Live. Has some projects at Netflix. He does one of the voices on Big Mouth. And uh, sells out comedy clubs all over the place. But I guess the pandemic has hit him especially hard. He, he became sober at the age of 23. He had an addiction problem, alcohol for sure, at a young age, started drinking at 13, somewhere in there, got uh, mixed up in cocaine as well, and just quit everything cold turkey one day. And has been sober ever since until this pandemic, which, you know, is depressing. And if you already have addictions, it's, it's tough to maneuver. Perhaps adding to it, I don't know. He reportedly has been hanging out with Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, trying to show him that you can be a cool guy and a funny guy and a sober guy. But somewhere, again, in this pandemic, that went south for him. So this time he's not doing it cold turkey. He has been checked into rehab, and he is fine with that. So good luck to him. Very talented guy. And another young gamer has been signed to a contract this time it's raising eyebrows. People aren't even sure if it's legal to sign this gamer because of their age. You see, Joseph Dean is only eight years old. Eight years old, but he crushes Fortnite. And so he's been signed to this uh, company, got a $33,000 signing bonus, a brand new $5,000 gaming setup, and the chance to win millions. But the question remains, uh, how young is too young to start making money? Is, that, is he breaking child labor laws? Is it labor if you love it? Well, for now, anyway, I guess he is required to have a parent with him when he's doing his gaming. I think that's the workaround. While they look into loopholes. So put your hands together and please welcome the latest member of Team 33, Joseph Dean. (laughs) Go get him, Joseph. What's that? You'd like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I'm on it. That'll be $5,000. All right, let's talk to my friend John. Last time we was on the show, he talked about setting himself on fire. What has he got in store for us today? Is he going to set the Christmas tree on fire? I don't know. But as long as he's here, let's talk about Christmas.
1: I have a family tradition that I brought into uh, when I married my wife. Is uh, Growing up, uh, my mom it, it was a nurse. And uh, she's retired now, and uh, she used to have to work nights. So we would, my dad would take us out to pizza for dinner, and then afterwards we would drive around and look at lights. And that became a family tradition for us. And so that was something that I brought into my family, is we would go to pizza, and then we'd go and look at lights. And then this year it's going to be interesting because you really can't, go and have pizza in a restaurant so we have to figure out okay how do we keep this tradition alive draft
0: house draft house frozen pizzas at yolks they're really good you have to try that my wife and i uh i don't know when it started but you know we took one magical car ride one year with my parents looking at lights and then we uh did it for a long time after kind of the same deal but so there was something about that first trip and it was snowy i think because my parents aren't necessarily known for their spontaneity. and It it was just sort of a random thing, and we kept going, and we we got further out of town, like further out of the valley and up to the north side and all this stuff, and just admiring some of the more elaborate, some of the neighborhoods that are in on it or seemingly in on it together, which is really cool, where every house is decorated. But that first time, there was something legitimately magical about that that we wanted to keep repeating, you know?
1: Yep, same thing. But we're not here to talk about the good times, John. (laughs) <laughs> my wife and I were talking about this literally before I got on this and she's like, well, aren't you embarrassed? I'm like, why? It's, it's a good story. I said, I lived through it. I learned from it. Yeah. You know, I, this is me. Yeah. You know, it's you, endearing You do goofy things and it, there's laughing at yourself and, is endearing. It's part you, of my penance too.
0: It's part of the penance. Yeah.
1: Well, also nothing- it's part of my penance. When I do something stupid, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell other people about this. So I remind myself not to do this again.
0: Yeah. You're like handing out wings like crazy at your house. I keep hearing this bell.
1: Oh, yeah, that's just (laughs) one of my phones telling me, saying, hey. Yeah, anytime
0: anytime something bad happens to me, I know I got to write it down. or Like even slightly inconvenient to complete uh, F up. On my part, it's a good story for my job. Do I have a job? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, when things go yep. well for you, that's only so interesting. But when something weird, strange, oh, yeah. or bad happens, that's the story. Exactly. So, anyway, I'll let you hey, go, if man. You survive,
1: have... If you survive to tell a good story, you're you're doing well right there. Exactly. The trick is not to die. That's the lesson.
0: Tell us your story for Oh, today. it's a... It's a...
1: Another seemed like a good idea at the time story. So uh, my birthday is weeks after Christmas. So uh, so this is kind of a Christmas story. So uh, for part my birthday party for uh, when I was, God, I had to have been about 10, my dad took a bunch of us up to a sledding hill. I grew up in a great little town called Ephrata. And on the outskirts of the town, they have these wheat fields. And so my dad took us to this, uh, this wheat field area. It's, it's a good, good slope incline area to go sledding. And so, uh, and my buddy Ryan had, and I'll I'll never forget this sled. It was just a dream sled. It was a GTS Noma, and it was this great sled where it had uh, rudders on both sides and like a little rudder in the center with a steering wheel, so you could pretend actually steering, but you really didn't. Oh. So we took this up to the top of this hill. And I had this brilliant idea, which again, seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, I, you know, I, I saw people with uh, you know, ski goggles and such, right? So I thought, huh, I have swimming goggles. And in my mind, goggles are goggles. They just keep the snow out of your eyes, right? I mean, sure. it seems logical to a 10 year old. Yeah. So, so again, I think this, I'm a genius with this. So I put on these goggles and I'm at the top of this steep hill. Now, all I had to do was just go straight. That's all I had to do. Would have had no problem, you know, and be able to see because, and I preface this because at the bottom of the hill, if you happen to veer off to the right, is a big thorn bush, like a big, huge thorn thicket. So I put the goggles on. I keep going up and down. It was, you know, just all of a sudden the snow starts going right into my face. swimming goggles are designed to keep water out. And all of a sudden, I had nothing but white over my eyes. (laughs) And I think I was trying to brush them off, and I may have taken my hands off the wheel. All I know is all of a sudden, I feel something because I can't see it all. And I go straight into this thicket. And when I say into the thicket, I'm saying I went like my entire body is consumed by this thicket. (laughs) Thankfully, it was cold enough where all of my body was covered up. You know, I I felt like the kid from uh, uh, Christmas Story where his mom wraps him up and everything and he can't move. Yeah. Uh, so I was sitting there and I'm like, I'm stuck. I was like, I can't move. I'm like, and so I just remember calling for my dad. I'm like, Dad, Dad, help me. So my dad had to come and I don't even know how he did it. I think he had to get some of the tools from the truck we were in <laughs> and had to like fight his way through this. Like, my dad like Indiana Jones, like fighting his way through this to get his dumb kid and pull him and his sled out of the thicket. And I think that's where we originally came up with the phrase, seemed like a good idea at the time, because uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced my dad didn't say that to me.
0: Right, right. Did you get scratches it was on your face? Time. Probably the only part of your, your body that was really exposed, thanks to the goggles, was oh, your, no, no. Your, like had, your chin I, or I, no, something. No, no.
1: I was mummified in that. I literally, I had like the uh, the um, my grandma had made me like a scarf, so I had the scarf all around. I had the hat all around. I had my. That's why I thought I'm safe. I've got the goggles around. So I guess the goggles saved me from getting scratches in my eyes. Yeah. So yeah, I was. Did you? Uh, I was like, did you know about man. the
0: thorn bush before you
1: went to the top of the hill? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, of course I did, and I thought, ha! <laughs> well, if we steer, if we go straight, there's no worry about going into that. Yeah. Little that's... did I know that I would be wrong. How old were you? Ten. Well, that's understandable. And I can it's- go on record. I have never ridden a sled into a thorn bush since. Excellent. You learned your lesson. That It's
0: amazing we didn't get hit by cars when I was a kid. Oh, no kidding.
1: I just remember times when there was no
0: traffic, and so we're like, well, let's go down this main street on our sleds, <laughs> you know, as if no car oh, yeah. could ever come d- down, you know, and you're low to the ground. Oh, you're on a have- sled. You could be run right
1: over, you know. We would do the hickey bobbing. At least that's what we called it. Where you had you had like your shoes. You'd purposely have keep a pair of shoes that had no traction on them, and then uh, when you, we did this when we were older, uh, one of us would be driving their car, and the other person would grab hold of the uh, of the uh, um, bumper. Oh yeah. And you put your feet on the ground, and you start sliding, and you know, God forbid if you hit a patch of road. <laughs>
0: I don't recommend that. Kids, don't try this at home, but that's fun. That's no. a little, uh, that's like Michael J. Fox on his skateboard in Back to the Future. Exactly. Minus Only without skateboard. a skateboard. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Thank bit. you for sharing that stuff. I love that. Yeah. I do have to give you an elf uh, name before you go. Awesome. Uh, we know that your first name is John, so uh, your yep. first name is Frosty, and then are you a January baby? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, I am okay so your official elf name write it down never forget wear it proudly is frosty jingle hoppers that's awesome is it <laughs> that sounds like something you'd have at a bar what like yeah a it does
1: frosty jingle hoppers to go please
0: dude next time i talk to you i want you to have come up with a recipe <laughs> for the frosty jingle hopper
1: that sounds good i bet my wife could do that within a half hour
0: challenge accepted, challenge on my accepted. End. that's right And Marcy, John's wife's name is Marcy. Marcy, if you're listening, uh, note that John's the one that volunteered your time. You're, You're required now to invent a cocktail because John volunteered you to do so. Also, by my watch, you have about 28 minutes to do so. So good luck with that. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today, every day, five days a week. I'm here Christmas Eve, Christmas Day as well. If you're alone for the holidays, I'll keep you company for a full 20 minutes and then you're on your own. I do what I can. Put it on loop. But I am thankful that you're listening. Spread the word if you can. Let's build this thing up, build this community. And if you have a question or comment, suggestions, all that stuff, uh, you can hit me up at dailydetourpodcast at gmail.com. By the way, I'm still planning to do customer support uh, theater. Is that what I called it? No, customer support playhouse. But I think I'm holding off until after Christmas for that. All right. Tomorrow, I've got a listener on the show. And she's very funny and very, uh, you never know what she's going to say. And you never know what I'll throw at her and how she reacts to that. But it will all be Christmas uh, stuff. And I think I have to go. I think I have to go Christmas shopping today. I bought some presents for my wife, but I just realized I don't have a card. I always like to attach a card and it can't be the family card because that just seems like, well, this is what everyone else got. So it's got to be, you know, a store-bought Hallmark card, preferably one that doesn't say you're my favorite son-in-law because she's she's my wife. Happy 12th birthday, also a bad one. I think I'll do all right. There's, there's plenty of Christmas cards. It's Valentine's Day where you run into trouble if you're late grabbing that card. Anyway, fun tomorrow with listener Julie and more Christmas treats all week long on The Daily Detour. I'll talk to you next episode. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Livet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hi, hey, hey! hey. I